0: Hello everyone and welcome into this Sunday morning podcast. Today we're knocking out a little early since I want to watch my Kansas City Chiefs later. I'm happy to be joined by Brandon today. How you doing, my man?
1: Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on, Emerson. A little jealous of you wish my Packers could have at least made the postseason this year, but you know, we couldn't even beat Detroit at home. So that's great. Well,
0: you guys have an exciting offseason coming up. We'll Bye. see about everything. Aaron Rodgers and all that. That'll be fun. Are you, are you ready to move? Are you ready for – Are you want Aaron Rodgers back next year?
1: Mm, pardon me. I'm. Re- it's really bittersweet because I don't. I okay. love Aaron Rodgers. He was my favorite quarterback for years. He was my first NFL jersey I ever owned. I love the man. It's time. It's time to move on, and it's All time right. to start. We're, we're in the hole cap-wise. We need more draft capital as well. Aaron Rodgers' contract, he doesn't play to what we're paying him. At the end
0: of it. I, woo, All right. I love that kind of spiciness as we start this podcast. Before we get going here, I'm going to shout out WinBet. The Sports Gambling Fantasy Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same day parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-D. State restrictions apply. We are also giving out a signed Kenneth Walker jersey for a random five-star Apple podcast review this week. So um, I will be tweeting out a link for that later. Otherwise, you can just look up SGPN on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review to enter that contest. So. With that, we'll get going, everybody. Um, I, you know, I you know with these playoffs, I usually just dive right in, you know, because I don't have time to go into all the games and everything. But with these playoffs, I like to, you know, do, do a little preview and everything. Yeah. So we'll start off with the Philadelphia Eagles and San Francisco 49ers, since that's the first game of today. Yeah, Defensive matchup, Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts.
1: How do you see this game playing out, man? And who, who are you I, taking tonight or I this afternoon? It's going to be a real back-and-forth game. It's going to come down, honestly, to can the 49ers – limit Jalen Hurts as a rusher and make him purely a passer in this game the most mobile quarterback they've played this year is Geno Smith so they're not really prepared too much for the rush element of the game and it's just going to come down to that can you make Jalen Hurts one-dimensional because I think they're good enough in coverage on the back end for San Francisco to really limit Philly scoring wise the only real factor there is going to be if A.J. Brown can beat him deep
0: yeah, you know, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at Brock Purdy in this matchup on the other side. You know, it's just like he's he's in a he's in the best situation humanly possible. He plays with Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. He has Kyle Shanahan scheming these plays for him. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm watching play, he's throwing a lot of wide receiver, wide receivers who are wide open. You know, because they're talented and they have an, a skilled offensive uh, play caller who's just scheming and wide open. So, you know, when I see Purdy try to make throws to the outside, I think he floats them a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he struggled a little bit last week and, you know, the Philadelphia has a very good defense, too. Yeah. I do. I do think the 49ers have a better defense, but I just think that the difference is going to be here. Jalen Hurts is having a fantastic year. He's on a tear and yeah. you're going to see him make enough plays to beat the last pick in last year's NFL draft. Brock Purdy, I yeah. think if you know, I think even potentially, you know. If Brock Purdy has a poor game here, uh, given last week too, I think we could just see Trey Lance thrown right back into the starting role, that, you know, this,
1: this summer. You know okay. what I mean? I even though I do think the 49ers take this game, Trey Lance is their starter next year. Let's Okay, let's not, see, that's what I mean. I, I agree. People Like they I gave agree. up three first-round picks for this man. Mm-hmm. He has physical upside through the roof. And you have to think Kyle Shanahan has been wanting a mobile quarterback ever since he ran RG3s into the ground.
0: I I yes, I totally agree with you. It's just yeah, I purdy like they're he's playing with legend like you know, he has a yeah. skill players at every single position. And he's not throwing, you know, he's he's having a he's having a great year, but you know, there's a lot of uh, quarterbacks that can do what he's doing in this offense. So
1: I mean, he has the best skill position players since like Payne Manning in Denver.
0: Yeah. I Pretty mean much. it's ridiculous. Like, it's is-
1: and I honestly the matchup I do like in this game for the 49ers, though, George Kittle against if they can line him up, get him up against Kaiser White, he White has been giving up a little bit more yardage the back half of the year compared to the first couple of weeks. That's really the matchup they need to take advantage of. But like you said, if he has to try to throw on the outside, it's not going to be a pretty game for him with James Bradbury and Darius Slay. And also, yeah. I don't think my I have a hot take about Debo Samuel. I don't for think sure. he's a great separator. I don't think he's great at getting too much separation from corners. I think if he's on the outside. I, I don't think he's going to make too much noise.
0: Yeah, you know, he's he's more of a player that you have to scheme open. You know what I mean? And once yeah. you get the ball in his hands, it's like, oh okay, no, dang, you know, then he's, he's dangerous. So I agree with you in that all scenario. His hands so are like
1: a top five player.
0: Yeah, you know, like in like Kadarius Tony, like for the Chiefs, is kind of similar in that way too. They all have they, you know, all those guys kind of have similar play styles. Laviska Chenault kind of plays like he's not on their level, but he kind of plays like that as well. Um, okay, but now I, I I can't wait to get started talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and Bengals today. No. Uh, I do not believe the Bengals can beat us three four times in a row. Okay, they beat us three times in a row, nine mm-hmm. points total, three point game each time. It's 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 the Kansas City Chiefs' turn. Pat, tra- everything's going wrong for the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes ankle injury. Travis Kelsey. It's expected to play today. Oh my goodness! Like yeah. that isn't that a horrible headline? You know what I mean? So I, know. I, I am ready for this. I Kansas City Chiefs are going to take this today. I'm taking the spread as well. I, th- I think what, it's fluctuated so much. It was Kansas City Chiefs favored, Bengals favored. Mm-hmm. Um, pick them back to Kansas City. Uh, yeah. So I, I think yeah. So it's back to Kansas City now slightly. But so I, I'll be rolling with Kansas City Chiefs today. I think the game will be a little more low scoring than people anticipate. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, Frank Clark, and Chris Jones are going to get some heat on Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a little more hobbled. I'm thinking
1: 24-21 today. Ooh, I I like it. I do think it's going to be a lower scoring game, like you're saying. I'm just really interested the in how healthy Patrick Mahomes is. And even if he even if his ankle is messed up, does that even matter? Because the last time he played on a high ankle sprain, he threw four touchdowns against Oakland. Well, the Raiders back when they were still in Oakland. So, I mean, and like the weakness of the Bengals really is their outside corners. Eli Apple, I know all Chiefs fans, I know hate Eli Apple for passion. I've never met a Chiefs fan that liked him. They're going to try to take advantage of him deep on some of those deep crossing routes with MVS and Watson. And if they can hit on some of those, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. But I don't know. There's just something in me that's just saying, I don't think KC's defense can stop Joe Burrow in this offense. I do think it's going to be lower scoring. I would take the same score you do, but just the flip side of it. Okay. Then twenty-four right. to 21 When you said there's no way they can beat us four times in a row, I just thought of the Buffalo Bills back in the 90s when they made it the four straight Super Bowls and lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, my friend. If Mahomes was healthy, I think you guys would take it, but – Hey, mahomes may not be able to i i want
0: to i love that i love patrick mahomes as trainer how, how confident he is i love those confidence tweets tre- Tweeting pictures of a patrick mahomes like you know a random like ankle like x-ray and then putting like a pit bull with mahomes hair on top of it i love it i love okay. that confidence
1: the fact that there was the video of mahomes warming up that's very that's a good sign that he can at <laughs> least like kind of jump like walk around a little bit he was, kind of he was move jogging around. at
0: practice jogging. on wednesday oh man i'm ready for the i'm ready for today i'm ready for people to be doubting us i was hoping the Bengals would go in favor today that's what i was hoping mm. I, <laughs> I was hoping to be underdogs for like the first time ever in a playoff game
1: i was just i'm more worried about my homes once the game's going
0: yeah, we'll see what happens. You're right. You know, just one hit on that ankle, one, you know, one little twist on that ankle could could turn everything around here. And uh, he's, you know, all of a sudden he's hot. I didn't think, you know, yeah. I thought the worst last week when he was barely walking around. So I'm happy to see he's doing well. But like I said, they're going to have to protect him this week. Uh, and we're going to have to need to get, get some heat on Joe Burrow that they didn't get last week. Chris Jones is going to need to have a big game. Frank Clark comes to play in the playoffs. That's where he decides to that he's going to make all of his money because he certainly doesn't do it during the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, um, Dunlap will be a big two. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Um, But with that, we'll dive into the fantasy, way too early, 2023 fantasy football rankings. Really, I got to shout out Winbet one more time. The Winbet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-day parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at Winbet. Ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability, and of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcastscom slash winbet so they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you were somebody you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 i'll remind you one more time that we're giving away a fr- uh, free Kenneth Walker signed jersey this week as well for a 5 star Apple podcast review so look up the sports gambling fantasy podcast uh, on uh, apple and get and get in the sweepstakes to win that free Kenneth Walker jersey all right man so we're you know it's never too early to do rankings you know no. what i mean it's we, we we do it in january we'll do them in february we'll do them in march so yeah here we are Um, we're going to do top 12 today. Just highlight the big boys. Uh, we're going to do quarterbacks right away. And I figured, you know, just for time's sake, we'll do, you know, we'll do top three, you know, we'll do in sections of three and it, you know, kind of fits well with the quarterbacks because I have Mm -hmm. a very, very clear top three. And I, you know, it's, I don't, it's kind of a little bit of a drop off after that. I have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts in that order. The reigning MVP number one, you know, maybe doesn't have that rushing upside, maybe doesn't have quite the ceiling those other two have, but is by far the safest pick there. I think Josh Allen, you know, had a little bit of a rough end of the year there. Turnovers were an issue. I'm expecting uh, that rushing upside to continue, though. And same thing with Jalen Hurts. Uh, He missed two games as well and was still fantastic 13th in passing yards despite missing two games. So I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a big year next year. What do you think of those top three?
1: um i have almost the same exact top three to be honest with you so i went josh allen one i completely okay. agree with you i his rushing upside especially what he, he the amount of touchdowns he adds in the red zone like he's going to get those points for you and he's loaded with wide receiver weapons gabe davis is inconsistent but still a solid number two stefan Diggs is a top three wide receiver in the nfl And number two for me is Patrick Mahomes. I'm just more worried about the high end for Mahomes throughout the year. Is he going to still be able to hit the same ceiling of points that Allen and Jalen Hurts are going to be able to with their rushing upside? Not having a Tyree kill, but even without him, he can still, he's still a top three fantasy quarterback, top two. Might even end up number one next year, like you're projecting.
0: Uh, Yeah, you know, it's close. I definitely see the upside with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. I just, I just think Patrick Mahomes is right there just with his passing. And I, uh, yeah, I just think he's a little bit safer of a pick there. Josh Allen um, there, you know, he he is getting up there. You know, he has about what I think I wrote it down here. He has about 13. Yeah. 1500 rushing yards the last two seasons. He's getting up there and, you know, he's kind of reaching that almost that age apex for a rushing quarterback. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Obviously quarterbacks last a long time, but kind of that Dak Prescott, you know, after a few years, you take a lot of hits. Um, getting a little bit up there anymore um i, I like still think we see a year newton. out of the. what was that i like the comp
1: with cam newton for like career wise i feel like josh yeah. allen over the past like two and a half years is just 2015 cam newton i, I think he's a better he's a better passer than cam oh, yes. Newton. i think yeah but the, yeah i see, That's I see why said
0: just his mvp season yeah mm-hmm. only I time agree. cam
1: was actually a good well plus passer honestly Mm-hmm.
0: and uh, yeah Josh Allen's fantastic I just uh, you know obviously those turnovers were a little bit concerning we didn't we yeah. saw we saw I just didn't see that the short the quick game you know wasn't the same without um, mm-hmm. um, their their offensive coordinator so yeah without dabble so you know they, they every single play downfield seemed to have to go 30 yards which they were the best in the NFL at hitting that but it's still a hard play to hit and when they yeah. didn't there seemed like their offense fluttered a little bit obviously struggled last week um, he was sec- tied for second in the NFL with interceptions so you know I, I i'm expecting him to be fantastic none of the really things i even said matter for fantasy football he's so explosive yeah, it's, it's in the for, rushing upside you know
1: so. yeah If we were talking about irl perspective mahomes yeah. josh allen mm-hmm. just because the raw fact of what you said turnover turnovers josh allen actually led in turnover worthy plays. so times when the ball was possibly could have been picked off in the defenders hands and also josh allen is a liability fumbling the ball as well yeah,
0: he does. He does do. He does eject the ball. He has that Daniel Jones tendency to eject the ball, which Daniel Jones got mm-hmm. a lot better at that this year. But you know, that's what I always made fun of him about. He just has the tendency, just when he gets when he gets tackled, mm-hmm. just to throw that football ten feet up in the air. So,
1: <laughs> oh, it's interesting seeing you said that because Daniel Jones improved the year he got Brian Dable and Daniel, and Josh Allen like. Records. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's very interesting, right? Um, yeah. Daniel Jones had a fantastic year and I'm going to be getting to him eventually as well in these records. But the next three that I have up here are, you know, it's, I I think this was another clear like tier break top three, Mm -hmm. you know, next three here. And I could, you know, I'm interested to hear, you know, I could see any of these three in any of these order, but Mm -hmm. I have Joe Burrow at four, Lamar Jackson at five, and Justin Herbert at six. And, you know, Lamar Jackson is disappointed three years in a row. After week four last year, he only had seven passing touchdowns. But that upside is too tantalizing. He was really good with Rashad Bateman in the lineup. Um, The Ravens just need to get this man receivers. They need to get him signed, of course. I'm assuming that he'll be back with the Baltimore Ravens because there's no way they're going to let him go. But they need to get him some weapons. Bateman needs to stay healthy. And I think he's still a quarterback with uh, QB1 upside. Obviously, Joe Burrow had a fantastic year playing with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Um, Herbert had a weird year, though. Quarterback 11, uh, 11 despite playing 17 all uh, games. 15th in fantasy points per game, but 8th in expected fantasy points per game. So he was – that you know, that's considering, you know, average play at that position. So he was not quite, you know, average according to that. So, you know, had a little bit of a disappointing year for him. What do you think of those next three?
1: So I, I have a pretty similar standing for the next three. Of course, I have Joe Burrow next, Justin Herbert. But my real – x-factor after that is trevor lawrence i mm-hmm. think we're about to see another big jump from trevor lawrence another year under doug peterson we're gonna see calvin ridley get added to this offense as well next year we're just gonna see them keep trying to add on this offense keep growing trevor lawrence as a whole and assign the ivory light from last week's game against kansas city trevor lawrence starting to do a little bit more of what he did in college using his legs a little bit more in a more physical matter he averaged over seven yards after contact last week against KC.
0: I'll tell you, that's not saying much against our that's defense. not saying actually. much against your
1: defense. Man, trucking, trucking one of your linebackers is still something when he's giving up like 20, 30 pounds.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. No, Trevor Lawrence was good. Um, I was, uh, I'm was. i really excited to hear you say that because I have a lot of Trevor Lawrence in Dynasty.
1: Yeah. I, and like we were saying about Justin Herbert, I love watching Justin Herbert play because – the Chargers have the Terminator back there at quarterback. He is so good under pressure, so good at not allowing pressures to turn it into sacks. Good when he actually can throw the deep ball. It's just this offense you're calling for him, and I'm not surprised Lombardi got fired. Just check down Merchant is what that man is as an OC. And... They just weren't taking advantage of the weapons they had at all. Even like, even though Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were out at multiple points during the year, it just seemed like this offense was stale and boring, and just didn't really take advantage of the quarterback they had. It's like they're running the offense that you would expect them to play if they had two as their quarterback. Physically, yeah. It-
0: well, and you know, it's interesting you say that because on the goal line, the Chargers just like they they just want to give the ball to Austin Eckler. They want yeah. to. For some reason, they take the ball out of Justin Herbert's hand, and they just want either him to either toss a short pass to Austin Eckler or mm-hmm. yeah, just pitch it to him. So it's very interesting. I I'm expecting a bounce back here. You know, I can't believe they kept Staley. So that that really surprised me. Yeah, I thought it, I thought Herbert would be due for a bounce back. You know, next year because of maybe a new coach and everything. So we'll see if that happens. Maybe maybe he gets rid of some of those boneheaded play calls um but yes the next three I, ha- I had up yes joe burrow lamar jackson justin herbert um yeah i understand you not having Lamar jackson there it is definitely speculative um, I, I just have to buy yeah i just have to buy one more time one more time just to see if he disappoints for four years in a row that's it but um leading into that the next three i had up were um justin fields Deshaun watson and then Trevor Lawrence. And I i know Trevor Lawrence at QB nine seems so disrespectful, but i it's oh, just its, okay. it's just—it's the, just the rushing upside. You know, I got some grief. You know, I released, a, I'm doing a ranking series too and articles and I got some grief on Reddit for having Trevor Lawrence at quarterback nine. I get it. You mm-hmm. know, it's not, it, when you look at quarterback nine and you see how well he played, especially at the end of the year, you're like, how's that possible? But it's just, I like the rushing upside of a couple of these more quarterbacks. And I expect, Deshaun Watson to have a bounce back here next year. You know, we're not going to dive into all that, you know, the criminal case stuff. but he, you know, I expect you know, he's obviously not been focused on football the last couple of years, you know, especially as much as the average quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL had, he didn't play for nearly two years. Um, I, you know, he was the quarterback five in fantasy three straight years prior to that. I expect him to be better. I expect the offense to be a lot better. Um, if Kevin's gets the fancy kind of get his play calling together, I think that'll be a lot better. So, Justin Fields was just fantastic. I think the Bears are going to, you know, they have so much cap uh, this year that I think they're going to get him some weapons. Um, do I, would I rather have Trevor Lawrence running my NFL team? I would. Uh, but I think Justin Fields is um, going to have a big year this year, fantasy football, you know, that rushing upside. Um, I do think the offensive, the passing game has to improve as well. And then, yes, I do have Lawrence at quarterback nine. I expect him to be right up there. You know, I could see, you know, I could see you arguing all the way up to quarterback five for Trevor Lawrence. So I think, do think he has a big year, too? Like you said, Calvin Ridley coming back. Um, I think, you know, I still think Christian, I don't think he'll supersede Christian Kirk as the wide receiver one in the offense still. But yeah. Calvin Ridley will certainly be productive. You know, they need to, um, I'm sure they're going to try to re sign Evan Ingram. Zay Jones is not slotted to be back. Hopefully, we get see some Travis Etienne passing work. And I'm going to talk yeah. about that in the rankings here, too. But we'll, we'll we'll get into that in the in the fantasy
1: running back right. rankings. But what what are your next three there? So my next three, I so this is where Lamar comes in for me at seven. I want to see a new OC. I want to see. I know Greg Roman got fired. I'm excited to see an OC that actually uses wide receivers in this offense
0: mm-hmm. and
1: actually uses them downfield. It, may, it might suck a little bit for Mark Andrews, but I think Rashad Bateman is going to have a big year next year with Lamar Jackson if he can stay healthy because he was such a great deep threat for him. And like you said, I, I can't quit Lamar Jackson either. And he's, he's honestly improved as a passer. It's just he hasn't really had any receivers to really throw to. No one's getting open except his tight ends and Greg Roman's offense. I with the new with a new system I think Lamar is going to thrive and I don't think there's a shot of him ending up anywhere outside of Baltimore. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I they're
1: yeah. going to they're going to give him whatever he wants.
0: I I expect that I expect that as well. I just don't think there's any chance. Um
1: and who who were you who are your, you have at 8 and 9 the, again? 8 is Justin Fields. I like you were saying okay. with their cap situation I think they're going to add onto this team. And I love – there was a rumor coming going around a couple weeks ago about maybe the Colts trading up to one and maybe that trading by all the Michael Pittman. I would absolutely love it if that would go down for Chicago. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I would love that for Chicago. They, I, they have so much cap room, like, and they have, you know, draft capital. They're going to get well, some weapons for him, no doubt about the it.
1: The only thing that kind of hurts Justin Fields there is this is not a good free agent class for wide receivers. No, and, it's not. You're right. The best one is Alan Lazard and – because I don't think Juju is leaving Casey anytime soon. We'll see. Um, yeah, he's kind of, he's kind
0: of been... been disappointing these last couple of weeks. You know, it's kind of, you know, it's Kedarious Tony's been making all these big plays, you know, he's hardly playing, you know, whenever he's out on the field, he plays a lot. Did you or, you yeah. know, I mean, he gets the ball a lot is what I meant to say. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do with Juju. I don't think if he, if he, if he gets a money bag after this year, I don't think mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs will bother, but um, if, if he's willing to sign on another relatively cheaper contract, I think it's a good possibility he comes back.
1: Juju wants the Super Bowl, and his best shot him. is with Mahomes, and I yes, think he's so going to take a cheaper deal, honestly. I hope you're um, right. And number nine for me is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is a quarterback I just can't quit because I love watching him play. He has great rushing ability, strong arm, and I honestly do think Sean is going to be his head coach going forward. I think that's where Champagne ends up is in Arizona. I think they're willing to give up anything for stability they're willing to also allow Kyler to take his time recovering from this ACL. This is more long-term. I think Kyler is going to be a great quarterback with Sean Payton because he also wow. has a rapport with short quarterbacks. Drew Brees only six foot, six foot one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Five, 10. Yeah, I,
0: I just have him a bit lower in these 2023 just because of the fact that I do expect him to miss. Part, you know, I, I know it's been like I saw last week that there were reports that he's going to play week one. And then I just saw. Um, Rappaport post that he does not, you know, they expect him to take his time, sweet time, and maybe not be available week one. So, you know, that puts him, I do not have Kyler Murray ranked as a quarterback one here, but I do love Kyler Murray. In my I do love Kyler Murray in Dynasty. I, I do yeah. think he's a great buy. I think, you know, I think this year could li- limit his rushing upside a little bit coming off that ACL. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, you're still looking at a guy who's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. So I like that pick a lot. Next three up here, I think, you know, It's another, you know, three. And then, you know, I had trouble with my last one here, and I'll talk about that. But Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, and Tua. um, Dak Prescott had some turnover issues, led the NFL in interceptions despite missing five games. But CeeDee Lamb is fantastic. I expect them to try to get back Dalton Schultz. Um, Offense should be very good next year. Offensive line is very, very good. Uh, Dak Prescott doesn't have the rushing upside anymore, but he should still be at low quarterback one. Daniel Jones is my next man up, and I, you know, I might flip flop that. Now, you know, I I wrote an article, I just am talking myself through it. I might flip that press conference, Daniel Jones, especially if Daniel Daniel Jones needs a wide receiver first, and I'll flip that ring. Yep. Um, but he, he really fixed the turnovers, eight turnovers in 2022, uh, 708 rushing yards. Really coming in as that one of those, you know, the great dual threat quarterbacks in the NFL, and that's a cheat code for fantasy football. So, I really like him as a quarterback one next year, and Tua. I have Tua up here because the deciding factor over Kirk Cousins was the weapons. I just think Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I'm just assuming that Tua is going to be healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we can assume that, so you know, it's obviously it's a risky pick. One more concussion, I'm concerned. Obviously, mm-hmm. what that would mean for him, but uh, I think Tua, uh, if he, as long as he pl- as long as he's playing and on the field, I think you know, quarterback twelve could even be conservative.
1: Yeah. So I. I'm right there with you. I, my biggest fear with Tua is if he does get a concussion again, should he even continue to play, or even like should he even play next year with those concussions? Long-term health-wise, is that a, the best idea for him? I know him and his family; they're all on board. They want to do it, so I, I do think Tua's out there next year, and that's why I have him as my quarterback eleven. I have ten Deshaun Watson, Tua 11, and then Dak at twelve. Okay. He's, I think Watson is going to have a little bit of bounce back year, like you were saying earlier. Stefanski is going to scheme up some things for him. Maybe this was more, maybe I have him a little bit too low because of some bias that you alluded to earlier, but mm-hmm. I do think Watson's going to have a bounce back year. I think David Joku is going to love having him at quarterback next year. Yeah, I have. Uh, we're going to talk about him later on, too. Yeah, And um, the other two, two and Dak, they have amazing, like, play callers and receiving cores around them. Their situations are what has their floor where they are.
0: We almost had the same one. Who, who'd you have in that I didn't over Daniel Jones? You didn't have Daniel Kyler. Jones, right? Kyler. So who, oh, Kyler, right, Kyler. Okay, perfect. All right, yep, that's right. So we had all, I feel like 11 of the 12 were the same, just a slightly yep. different order. Uh, very nice. We'll, we'll dive right into the running backs here. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, this one was tough, especially at the very top. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time. I have Christian McCaffrey ranked one. I don't like it. I have Austin Eckler ranked two. That's kind of hard too. And I have Jared Jonathan Taylor ranked three. And I didn't, you know, I don't feel great about any of those. Yeah. Um, they're all it's all very close. And I could see myself changing my mind here. My reasoning though, Christian McCaffrey is just, you know, if, if I thought he was being used, if I if I was the head coach of the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey would be the fantasy uh, you know, running back one next year. But man, hmm. Elijah Mitchell gets a lot of workload for somebody who I I just don't get it every time he's healthy kyle shanahan loves elijah mitchell uh, he's been out rushing uh, getting more rushing attempts than christian mccaffrey these last couple of weeks and if that's going to be the case you know we're counting on passing work with the you know Debo in a low passing uh volume offense with Debo samuel brain and iu george kittle that's a little tough austin eckler he's been fantastic but um in another sense that you know it's all it's all touchdowns and receptions which i think is a little harder to depend on than rushing attempts where he gets very little work so if that continues, you know, obviously, you know, he could finish as the RB1 next year, but just a little bit more volatile and Jonathan Taylor, 17th in fantasy points per game in 2022. But the offensive line played uncharacteristically poorly. Yeah. Matt Ryan was a disaster. I you know, I expect yeah. him to be in a lot better situation next year. So that's my reasoning on those top 3. What do you think?
1: I I do I agree with you. The top 3 was incredibly difficult to do for this year, especially going the next year. Um I live in Indianapolis, fun fact for everyone. Hearing the fans around here talk about Matt Ryan from when they traded for him in comparison yeah, to like midway through bet. the year, hilarious. The best. Because they went from, yeah, we got a Hall of Fame quarterback, and it's going to be like when Manning went to Denver, to his garbage. Get him out of here. Like,
0: uh, I, but oh, man, I can my imagine.
1: My top three running back rankings. I So maybe I cheated a little bit at one. I I put B. John Robinson.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh well, you know, you okay. know what?
0: Here's here was the deal, you know, and here was the confusion, you know. And yeah. you know what? Feel free to comment on me. You know what? I switched it up on you. I, you know what? I, I was doing my, uh, and I agree with you, and I think I know mm-hmm. that the I think I see where the confusion is. Yeah. Last week we were to doing Dynasty, and then mm-hmm. I, I switched it up this week to 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 just to, 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 yeah. way too early rankings, which is fine, man. Hey, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll do we'll do a little combo both here. I love it. Hey, you know what? And I, you you can see, you can still, sell I, me. I, you know, we'll I, do with well, a slight tangent. Robinson for next year, too. Either. No, that's, hey, you know what? No, uh, you know, I, I love this because you're going to, you can tell me why, and I agree with you, why Bijan Robinson is the RB1 next in I, Dynasty because I
1: agree. Because uh, B. John Robinson is going to go some to a team that is already going to be loaded offensively. Think of the way NFL teams are thinking today they devalue the running back position. If a team is still building and needs to put more valuable positions on the field, they're not going to go get a running back. It's going to be a team that where he has an established offensive line or he has good skill position players and more likely not a young quarterback on a cheap deal. I love he, that he could, or even if I love the idea of somehow him and I don't think he's going to end up to the KC. I don't think he's going to fall that far. I love the idea of maybe KC or Philly with their second first round pick would be another great option for him.
0: Um. Yeah, I think there's a lot of great places, and I'm I don't have Bijan in my rankings here just because I did I didn't include rookies yet. Mm-hmm. But I I I when Bijan lands on a spot, he will be up here. I don't really don't care where he ends up. I I yeah. think he's he'll be end up being an RB one. So I love that. And give me those other two dynasty top three running backs.
1: Uh, Jonathan Taylor, because I okay. do think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a bounce back season. The offensive line is still in place and should still be talented. They just had an off year. They are going to be adding in a rookie quarterback this year. I don't think Jim Ursay is going to allow them to trade for another vet quarterback. So they're going to pound the ball a lot. They're not going to put it all on the rookie to possibly get hurt. They've learned their lesson from Andrew Luck. And we're going to see Jonathan Taylor get about 25, 30 touches a game again. I love it. And who, who, who's the three? I just think – I think of I think with the PPR upside, I think he's still – Christian McCaffrey still either puts up, 100 yards from scrimmage or a touchdown almost every game he plays the full game of. And I think that kind of floor consistency is what you're looking for. I love it, man.
0: I'll tell you, we're going to cover so many bases today. I'm going to have to add to the YouTube description. We're covering Dynasty. We're covering Redraft as well. And and
1: that's on me for the confusion, y'all. Actually... I did. I, early, I did like way too early rankings for like Dynasty, where I have them right now.
0: Hey, you know what? I actually should have been more. You know what? It was really confusing on you. And I even thought about it yesterday. I was like, man, I wonder if he thought. I, I even thought about it yesterday. I was like, I bet he. I wonder if he thinks we're doing Dynasty because I, I we were doing Dynasty last week on this pod, mm-hmm. and then I I just said way too early 2023 rankings, and I didn't say redraft. Yeah. Uh, so I was wondering, but hey, this is perfect. We're gonna have, we're gonna add to the show description. People are you know this is Dynasty. People really exactly. listening in anyway this time of year anyway. So this is perfect. Uh, yeah. for redraft am my four to six here i have saquon barkley mm-hmm. derrick henry and then i have josh jacobs uh, saquon barkley fifth and fantasy points per game i'd like to see mm-hmm. that receiving work increase a little bit um, only 338 receiving yards 57 receptions that is relative because saquon barkley is fantastic um, and if that's that anybody most other running backs would be very happy with that but uh, 721 yards and 91 receptions is rookie year. Um, so hopefully maybe as we get full year, finally healthier, and maybe he's going to, uh, get a little more receiving work next year. So that's what I'll be looking for. Derrick Henry. The only, only reason he's my RB five is because of age, you know, I've probably put him at RB three or two. If I, you know, just taking all that out of consideration, it's just hard to believe that he's still doing what he's doing. And he got a re- career high in receptions and receiving yards last year. So, um, you know, <laughs> He could not be, even be slowing down. We could just see another Derrick Henry year. Or so in redraft leagues, I'm willing to take the chance there. In dynasty leagues, I have him, like, as my dynasty RB, like 18. Yeah. You know, he's he's diving down there mm-hmm. just because I'm a little bit more age Um, But, uh, yeah, Derrick Henry, RB5 for redraft. Josh Jacobs is RB6. Um, 2,000 all-purpose yards. You know, just – you know, I think his best uh return for fantasy will be to return to the Raiders. You know, I think that'll be best for fantasy value, mixed results, changing teams at this stage in their career for running backs. So I'd like to see that. And he might rise a little bit in my rankings too. Now hit me with
1: those dynasty RB four
0: uh, uh, okay. running backs four through six.
1: So my four through six, we funny enough, four is the same for both for your draft and dynasty for us. Saquon Barkley, I absolutely love Saquon. I think the more time Brian Dable gets with him, the more he's going to know how to use him in the passing game. He's already one more explosive runners, had the most rushing yards when the rush was o- picked up the most yards when the rush was over 15 yards. So he's great on those big explosive runs. Um, after Saquon, I had Kenneth Walker. I absolutely Roger. love Kenneth Walker in Seattle, no matter what, they're going to be Carol loves pounding the rock. And Kenneth Walker is a great runner at the football. I- he's going to keep getting work. I and love it. Six. I I believe he's going to recover and come back as being just explosive as he is now. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be his quarterback next year, Brees Hall. Oh you think you think Aaron Rodgers is going to New York Jets? Uh, I think they're willing to do it. I oh, think that's... I, I think the Jets Gory kind of flirted and say they're willing to give up multiple firsts for Aaron Rodgers. They have a good team around them. Garrett Wilson is a really good wide receiver. I don't, I can see Aaron Rodgers liking it as a connection. I mean, Robert Sala similar like style coach, the Matt LaFleur, they were both on multiple staffs together. Like, I don't know. We'll it, see it what happens. I
0: wonder if Aaron Rodgers will want to go there, but I like that. I actually have, uh, I would have, I have Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker ahead of Barkley and Christian McCaffrey in my dynasty ranking. <laughs> so I, I'm, like I said, I'm a. You know, I like my young running back. So that'd be the reasoning behind that. But, so I love those picks. Um, so next up, leading into that, my next three running backs were redraft. Kenneth Walker at seven, Najee Harris as a surprise at eight, and Nick Chubb at nine. Kenneth Walker, um, just a combine demon, fantastic high breakaway run rate last year. You know, we're going to get to see him get a full workload from week one this year. So I love to see that. He even showed had a game last year where he showed he could catch the football. Actually, like some people questioned whether he could. You know, <laughs> right. so. I expect uh, Kenneth Walker to have a big year. Najee Harris uh, was really good at the end of the year. He had a three out of four games uh, with a top 15 running back performance in PPR leagues, started off slow with a Liz Frank injury and learning with a rookie uh, quarterback. So I expect him to have a bounce back year and have really high usage, consi- you know, just because I expect them to want to take the, you know, limit limit Kenny Pickett's, you know, mistakes, uh, you know, not put too much on his plate. Nick Chubb is my next man up. He was really abysmal at the end of last year, Um, Final eight games, just three, uh, top 20 running back three times. No passing game work. That's not unusual. Uh, but no touchdowns was the problem. Um, yeah. So, yeah, la- lack of passing. I think he only had that one touchdown over that span. So lack of lack of touchdowns or maybe no touchdowns over that span. I'd have to look, go back and look. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Nick Chubb I expect to be a little better next year in a better offense. But still, back end RB1, kind of like he usually is. And so, yeah, Dynasty. How about your Dynasty RBs uh, seven through nine?
1: All right, seven through nine. I have Austin Eckler right here at seven. He, okay. He's still 26 years old, still is going to be with Justin Herbert. He's going to still get a bunch of goal line opportunities no matter who the new OC is going to be. He's going to still get his touchdowns. Eight, I have DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift is going to be able to eat behind this offensive line. That also oh, something I love about Detroit, their offensive line is really good at both running, both a gap run scheme and a zone run scheme. But you don't see too many teams that really switch back and forth as often as they do, which is another reason why I'm excited for DeAndre Swift, because that's one more thing that defenses aren't really as prepared for, especially with as good a vision as Swift has. He was a little down this year because he was a little injured and Jamal Williams, vulturing every single goal line touch away from him. Yeah, I, I believe in a bounce back year for Swift.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I have him as a low end RB1 here and that's another people where the redditors were giving mm-hmm. me flack about it. They didn't they thought I had him ranked way too high. Uh, but yeah, so uh, but I'll I'll let you finish up, yeah, and go through the rest of your players.
1: 9 is uh, Travis Etienne. I I love Etienne as a runner. I would like to see him use more in the receiving game like you said earlier. They're going to just he's the best runner they have on their team. He's explosive. I'm excited to see him
0: yeah, I mean, I, yeah, like I said, like to see more passing work, man, man. I just, it's just concerning that, and that leads into my uh, my my RBs. this perfect lead in because mm-hmm. my uh, last three RB ones next year are Travis Etienne, DeAndre Swift, and Joe Mixon. Travis Etienne, you know, he has got a lot of work and a mm-hmm. lot of rushing attempts uh, after the James Robinson trade. Just only three games with over three targets though. After we were told he was a passing uh, running back coming out of college. Mm-hmm. you know i don't think his hands or route running are quite as what we thought they were i think he's more of just an explosive playmaker so if you can get him a screen pass in space he can take it and that's where he did a lot of clemson mm-hmm. but as far as like a technical route runner like maybe an austin eckler or something i don't think that is him uh, so hopefully that changes though next year then that's not to say he can't do it so hopefully we see a little bit more in that you know that ranking could end up being a little low uh mm-hmm. deandre swift is my rb 11 I'm just counting on a major bounce back, never finished better than RB 15 or over 600 617 rushing yards in any given year. But man, we saw at the end of the year, how elite that passing game work is. And man, if he just gets a full snap load and just 15 plus touches, this guy can be an RB one Joe mixing out. I have here out of default, uh, just being in that offense, just being a member, just being out there, he's going to have touchdown upside. He's going to get, you know, he's going to have some open running lanes playing with it, with the best skill players in football. So, 3.9 yards per attempt last year, though, but a career high in targets of 75. So maybe that can uh, yeah. sustain him a little bit next year. And how about you? What are you thinking for All those right. last uh, three RB1s in Dynasty?
1: Last three RB1s, 10, I have Josh Jacobs. I I do think he returns to the Raiders and continues to put up massive yardage for him. I do think over the next two years, going to be really big for him. I think Tom Brady ends up in Las Vegas. He almost ended up there the first time, if you – have you ever seen the interview with Dana White where he talked about oh, yeah. how he almost pulled yes. the strings to get Tom Brady over there? Yeah, I that's think, wild. I think those strings are going to get pulled this time and Brady's going to end up in Vegas, especially since another big option for Miami has said they are going to go forward with Tua and not pursue Brady. Yeah,
0: I mean, that that was negligence a couple of years ago by the Raiders. Picking yeah, Carr over Brady. That was bad. It was. Um, I know. <sighs> I was a Raiders fan. I know some Raiders fans, so I, I was making fun of him a little bit for that, so after I saw that interview.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. And then I have Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is going to have a nice couple years with Deshaun Watson. He's going to open up some more rush lanes for him when they start to use Deshaun Watson, more in the zone run game, re- more read options. And then 12, I have J. Stevenson. Fantastic running back. I love seeing a big running back put up so much work in the passing game. It's like we saw so many times last year Ramondre Stevenson get like five, six. I think one game he even had ten receptions.
0: Yeah, you know, I my only concern about Ramondre Stevenson is maybe that uh, Pierre Strong – I don't know. The Patriots are so weird. I could see like (laughs) Ramondre Stevenson getting early down work next year and Pierre Strong like getting passing down work. Like I said, the Patriots are so strange. Like I just just wish he was on any other team.
1: Yeah, if if he was just away from Bill Belichick who's just – just a mad scientist yeah well i mean he's love- mad at this point he's my hot take about bill belichick he's just not very great at like in season acquisitions and moves oh Maybe yeah i agree with that drafting. I, I agree with
0: that as a general manager bill belichick is a little overrated i agree with that yeah um he makes up for pretty good coaching though yeah well since you know we got we got about 20 minutes left we'll, we'll dive into these just dive into the right receivers really quick coming at you with redraft and dynasty rankings we're multitasking mm-hmm. on this podcast um top three you know th- this is actually very similar to dynasty probably um i have justin jefferson jamar chase and well no i thought no i thought i had CeeDee lamb here it's not the tyreek hill is my top three so jeff's justin jefferson jamar chase and tyreek hill as my top three so a little different than dynasty but those top two ought to be the same so Justin Jefferson reigning wide receiver one. I'm not even going to, I don't even need to defend it that much. Uh, he's fantastic. No reason to pivot off of him this year. He kind of dominates kind of like Michael Thomas does lots of targets, obviously way more athletic than Michael Thomas, but just, you know, top, top uh, low a dot, lots of targets. Jamar chase. I finally think he, you know, the talent mildly matches up with that wide receiver finish and we see uh, the wide receiver two finish arguably the most talented wide receiver missed five games. This, uh, one due to the, uh, four due to, to an injury one, uh, because, uh, of the unfortunate incident with DeMar Hamlin and, yep. uh, still was the wide receiver 12. Um, so he's more of a one B for me here. Then I have Tyreek Hill, 1700, 1700 yards and two only played in 13 games. So he could have made a play himself at the NFL receiving record if Tua played the whole year. So I like Tyreek Hill in those top. And so who about those top three dynasty wide receivers? I
1: imagine those yeah. top two are going to be the same. Um, the top two are. Well, I'm a little bit higher than Jamar Chase and a lot of other people. I actually have Jamar Chase as my number one receiver over Justin Jefferson, it. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, for one, adds a little bit upside to it. I, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but he doesn't have the ceiling that Joe Burrow does, and also the connection that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have, especially on deep passes, is just amazing. And let's be the last couple of weeks of the season, we saw Justin Jefferson get taken away in games. He needs to work on getting off press coverage. Press coverage together a double team was really giving him a lot of problems during the season, especially when he played against Green Bay the second time against Jair Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. Put the clamps (laughs) on him. But Justin Jefferson is my number two in Dynasty. Even all the negatives I just said, fantastic wide receiver. There's not many other holes in his game outside of releases at the line of scrimmage. He can win from the outside. He can win from the slot. Great possession receiver can also get open deep. Um, Number three is probably where I kind of go out of left field compared to most other people. I have Garrett Wilson as my number three in dynasty going forward. He was number 13 in targets, even with poor quarterback play. If they have a, yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm crazy for this one. This one I'm really out there for. I love it. I love it. Hit me with it. If they get a real upgrade at quarterback, we could see Garrett Wilson take his game to the next level. He, he was number 13 in the NFL in targets, even with these shit quarterbacks. He's getting open.
0: I love it, man. You're going to – uh Man, you're going to be really sad when I don't have him as my top and my top twelve I, redraft not. wide receivers. Redraft wide receivers. I have him very that's high funny. in dynasty. <laughs> I have him right on that t- tier. I just I had a lot of good names. There's so many good wide receivers. And, and know, like I said, it's, so it's just it's no disrespect to him that you know not to have him up there. But no. I love that top three. I love Garrett Wilson. That's that's a hot take. That's a spicy yeah, take, and that's what I'm here for. So perfect. My next three I have up: C.D. Lamb in my redraft wide receiver four. Cooper cup and Stephon Diggs, uh, CD lamb, uh, top five wide receiver finish finally lived up to those expectations. People were looking for, um, just young growing with Dak Prescott. I think he's going to have a big year. Cooper cup, man, if I could see, I, I could move up Cooper cup a couple mm-hmm. spots once I see this offense, you know, Stafford throwing that football in practice. Um, He was number one in fantasy points per game last year, even though the offense was a disaster. He was just had like over 30 percent target share and just absurd usage. So they were just they they were just nonstop giving him the football. He's 30 years old, but he doesn't really rely on crazy athletic ability, more of just a tactician. So I expect Cooper Cup to have a big year. And like I said, I could I'm probably going to move him up a couple spots if everything starts going well for the Rams this offseason. And Stefan Diggs at wide receiver six, Um, very good year, another very good year, but he's an old, he's going to be a very old 30 years old next November, a lot of wear and tear on those tires. Um, And he had kind of had a pretty poor and mostly end of the season, weeks 14 through 17, uncharacteristically kind of quiet. Um, So we'll see what happens. I think he finished outside of the top 15 wide receivers in half of the games he played. So. We'll see what happens with that next season, but I expect him just take a tiny, my, like, quarter yeah, step back, quarter yeah. quarter step back. We'll say so. Those that's my top six. How about those uh, dynasty wide receivers four through six?
1: All right, four for me. I have AJ Brown. He has his long term quarterback one with Jalen Hurts. He AJ Brown, great, great with game in yards after the catch, yak, and a great deep ball wide receiver. Two things that will come in handy with Jalen Hurts being. Like They're running the ball a lot. They're going to want to get the ball out either fast on an RPO or a deep shot on play action. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is next after that. A fun fact about CeeDee Lamb, led all receivers with receiving yards out of the slot, which is a great factor to look at because no matter who is going to be a quarterback in Dallas, if Dak goes down for some reason, Cooper Rush is still going to hit him. He's still going to get open against linebackers and third DBs that are going to be covered. And then right there at six, I have Jalen Waddle of the Miami Dolphins. I think with Josh McDaniels, Jalen Waddle is going to continue to keep getting schemed up. Tua has a great connection with him ever since his rookie year. And they played together at Alabama. So, you know, he's going to get pumped from targets still.
0: I love that. That's a good pick. Um, Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he's... All those guys are fantastic. I don't have really much to say about any of those. Uh, Jalen Waddell, uh, man, he would have had – the year that he would have had if Tua played the whole year, man, oh, wow. i like to think about that. Uh, but, yeah, he had, was a little bit boom and bust, especially, you know, with those mm-hmm. with those Skyler Thompson out there. He wasn't able to get much success going. He, you know, he had just had an eye for Tyreek Hill, really. Had a few bad drops in those playoff games, but that's mm-hmm. not something I think I'm going to look at, really, or anything like that. Uh it's first go-off
1: game. He's going to drop a couple balls. Like yeah,
0: they're nervous. You know, just coincidence. You know what I mean? More than anything, just b- bad timing, coincidence. You know, bad luck. So, the next three I have up my uh, redraft wide receivers seven through nine. I have AJ Brown up in the seventh spot here. He was eighth in fantasy points per game last year. Fourteen hundred ninety six receiving yards. Jalen Hurts was able to sustain two wide receiver ones, which is not what anybody. Would have expected coming into the season, especially with those lack of pass attempts, but the offense was so explosive Dallas Goddard got hurt. That kind of played a little part in it, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, this offense is full steam ahead going forward. Uh, if AJ, you know, AJ Brown is as talented as anyone on this list. I just have him a little lowered, you know, wide receiver seven only because yeah, there's a lot of weapons in that offense and Jalen Hurts yeah. is going to rush in quarterback. Devontae Adams at wide receiver eight. You know, if Brady goes there, this could be too low. But uh, just yeah. the uncertainty has him as my redraft wide receiver eight this year, and he will be um, 30, 31 years old next year. I didn't write that down. Usually I do. Uh, but he'll be getting a little more up there next year in age. And next up, DeAndre Hopkins. If, the, if DeAndre Hopkins would be in my top three wide receivers probably if I thought Kyler Murray was going to be healthy to start the season. It's a little downgrade because I think Kyler Murray might miss some time, might take a little while ways to get back in shape here. So DeAndre Hopkins, a wide, uh, wide receiver nine, but he did receive double digit targets in seven of the nine games he played. And some of those were without Kyler Murray.
1: Yeah. It's How just, about you? All right. So going for, so now I have Stefan Diggs here at seven. I do still think he, with Josh Allen going forward, he's still going to get a lot of targets still. He's still going to be a good wide receiver for them. Like you said, he's going to take a hair the step back, but he's still, he's a tactician running routes. He's still going to get open and get touchdowns for him. Um, after that, I have Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is just a versatile wide receiver still of San Francisco. He's going to get rushing attempts going forward. It's even a part of his contract, it, like for him to get incentives. God it. That's and
0: funny. then,
1: and after that, Devonte Adams, it would be nice to see him see Tom Brady go there. And have Adams have another Hall of Fame quarterback throwing passes for next couple of years, and Adams is thirty. He doesn't turn thirty one till December twenty fourth. Okay,
0: all right, perfect. Oh, I, uh, you know, I'm such a massive ageist in dynasty leagues. It's probably, it's, it's probably, it's probably I go too far. Like once people hit thirty, like I'm dead. No. They're dead. They're they're, they're dead. Admit. Literally, they're, they're they're put them in a coffin and bury them. <laughs> like that's that's my attitude. to Especially like any of those thirty, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. I have them like super low. I want-
1: I want no part of DeAndre Hopkins, honestly, in Dynasty going at this point. At some point, DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to just still keep mossing guys at the catch point.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know, he does rely on that. Whereas Cooper Cup has a little bit more of a game that could age a little bit better. But um, With Adams. last, so Adams too. Um, yeah. well, uh, wide res, last three wide receivers I have up here for my redraft, and you know this is why I, you know, Chris Alave was on the cusp. Garrett Wilson was on the cusp. There's a lot of guys on the cusp, and you know it just these two guys these next three are super talented guys so it's just hard to jam everybody in there but i have dk metcalf jalen waddle and t higgins mm-hmm. uh, dk metcalf has only had one top 10 wide receiver finish this in his career but i expect that to change next year tyler lockett's going to be 31 years old next season coming off a huge playoff game target machine at the end of last year jalen waddle this is as, as long as Tua stays relatively healthy for most of next season i think jalen waddle You know, he was a bit boom and bust, but those those boom games are, you know, can win you weeks. And I think he is still a wide receiver one. And then I have T. Higgins just right behind him. Uh, You know, T. Higgins is also pretty a little bit boom and bust with Jamar Chase in the lineup. He does. You know, obviously, when Jamar Chase missed time, we've seen how dominant he can be. But Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. You know, unfortunately, they were already friends. You know, fortunately for T. Higgins, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow were eating breakfast together for years. Yeah, you know, I know. Right? that whole that whole year at LSU, they were eating breakfast and having pancakes together in the morning. So, unfortunately for T. Higgins, he's second fiddle there. But that doesn't mean he's still not a wide receiver one next year. So I like him there. How about your dynasty wide receivers last three?
1: Oh, fun fact: Jamar Chase actually picks out a lot of Joe Burrow's clothes. That's that, that doesn't surprise I me at all. Don't shock you at all? Um, for me, coming up next, Devonte Smith, I. Great route runner. Jalen Hurts has shown he can put up two wide receiver ones in the same season. And I think that's going to continue going forward. The way Smith wins, he's just such a good route runner, good at getting open. Next, I have Amon Ross St. Brown for Detroit Lions. I target machine. I think Jared Goff has a good connection with him. And he wins in the slot, wins underneath. If there's a rookie quarterback, he's going to also have a safety blanket right there. And my last one is Tyreek Hill. I know, old, older wide receiver, but I think he has a good couple of years All left as a wide receiver one, especially with two uh, going forward. I
0: think I actually have Tyreek Hill higher than you in my dynasty ring. I have to look, yep. but I think I, I think I might have him ahead of Almond Rod Brown. My mm-hmm. concern about Amon Rod St. Brown is a little quieter end of the season mm-hmm. that wasn't the targets, but then we add in Jamison Williams. And then what if DeAndre Swift becomes a bigger part of the offense? And then, you know, that all of a sudden there's a lot of mass to feed. That's my, that's my only concern about Amon Ross St. Brown and why I do not have him. That You know, that's actually – that's the that's big one that actually – I said Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. That's going to be the one that people are going to be coming after me for. That I don't have am, Amon Ross St. Brown in my top 12 wide receivers next year. And he was the wide receiver 13, actually. And it was Garrett Wilson at 14, Olave mm-hmm. at 15. Those three were my next three up. But I just am a little concerned about the target volume
1: yeah and also there's just so many good wide receivers like you just yeah. said like my list didn't even have Chris Olave we didn't even talk about George Pickens at all and the rookie season he had Pickens of receptions wow. of over 20 yards had the third most yards in the NFL well
0: i think i think i'm a little lower on pickens than everybody else i just you know he's a big play wide. is it because of Kenny Pickens? <laughs> no. No, it, it could. be. That's a little bit of the reason, you know, maybe it's because I've seen him use the uh, the stadium itself as a weapon in a video before <laughs> him, him just tossing cornerbacks into the side of the stadium. Yep. You know what I mean? Just like, Oh my God. <laughs> he He's NFL young boy, man. I love him. He's <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. So George Pickens, I have him as a high end wide receiver three in my dynasty rankings, a little bit lower than some people. I think I do have Traylon Burks, Jameson Williams, a little bit higher um uh, i i lean on draft capital quite a bit too you know yeah you can't lean on it too when when the end when they start playing in the nfl but one year in i'm still kind of leaning on that as well we'll dive into the tight ends real quick just you know five minutes here we'll, we'll, we'll keep this one kind of brief um I'm just doing my top three t- uh, tight ends here. Well, we'll start off with Travis Kelsey. I'm not even going to dive into it. You know, he, he was fantastic. A little slower into the end of the year. So maybe we are seeing that, you know, maybe we have seen the finally seen the best of them, but still tight end one. Mark mm-hmm. Andrews. I expect to bounce back next year with Lamar Jackson. It was really close though with these next three. You know what? I'm just going to go to four here because I have these four yep. here, three here. So close TJ Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm sorry. I skipped Kyle Pitts. I have Kyle Pitts. You know, I actually, I, I was doing my rankings. I, I didn't have my tight end rankings already done this mm-hmm. morning. I was jamming people in yeah. and I forgot. I forgot about Kyle Pitts. So I have inserted, so re-inserted Kyle Pitts.
1: Three, what? So did Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know he did. Gosh darn it. But he was number five in air yards. Number five yeah, in I air know. yards despite missing six games.
1: I Are know. you kidding me? That is insane. Having Kyle Pitts out there is like having Calvin Johnson play the tight end position from a physical standpoint. I hated that Desmond Ritter did not get more chances with Kyle Pitts because we saw Drake London's production start to spike up a little bit too. Desmond Ritter likes to throw those taller wide receivers, another wide receiver we didn't talk about before, Drake London, but I think Kyle Pitts is going to have a better year next year. I agree with you there. It's –
0: I, I just, I, I, I can't help it. Yeah. He was, he's, he gets targeted. So deep downfield, there's no there's no other tight end like him. If he just gets yeah. a few of these, he's going to be very productive. TJ Hawkinson is actually number three target machine since week nine, nine, 10, nine, six, six, eight, nine, 16, 12. That's the targets. That's insane. So, um, only three touchdowns over that span though. So, you know, that's kind of the catch 22, but I, that could change next year. So tight end three, George Kittle tight end four, um, uh, you know, the best thing for him to might be Brock Purdy because he's had, you know, he's had some really good games with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy he's going to focus on, t- you know, being a limited quarterback, focusing on tight end. Not too surprising. I'm just going to go all the way to six here and we'll just do two rounds. Dallas Goddard, you know, tight end five. I think, you know, hmm. I think if he played the whole year, I think that's about where you would have seen him. He hasn't done it yet, though. Um, tight end, couple tight end 10 finishes, a couple like tight end 21 finishes in fantasy football. So we're counting on him to do something we haven't seen yet, though. And at the number six spot, this was where I really started to have some trouble. Uh, Dalton Schultz, I, you know, this is assuming he the Dallas Cowboys can get him back. Uh, I would probably drop him a bit if he decided to move away in free agency, though. How about you hit me with those top six dynasty tight ends?
1: All right. So I'm I'm also big on winning now in dynasty. You don't have to wait to win now. Cal- Travis Kelsey's is still my tight end one. as Until I legitimately see a big step down in production, Mahomes not firing to him. Kelsey's going to still win by game between zones. Travis Kelsey's still my tie-in one. Okay. Two, Mark Andrews. He's the best receiver on the Baltimore Ravens, regardless of who, like, position, pretty much. He's, he's more talented than Rashad Bateman still, of actually catching the football. George Kittle at three. I do think... F- I know. That one's a... That one, I do oh. think... Where is
0: Kyle Pitts going to come in
1: these rankings? Where is Kyle Pitts? <laughs> right after. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Kyle Pitts is four for me. But three for George Kittle, just because I do think the upside with Trey Lance next year is going to be there. We're going to see George Kittle use more of the passing game. Okay. And also, without Jimmy G, we've actually seen George Kittle get more production. When Those games with Jimmy Garoppolo this season were not great for Kittle. No. They were not. Um, Four, Kyle Pitts. I the this year really did kind of scare me off of Kyle Pitts just a little bit but i'm not i fr- i'm not going to quit his athleticism he's still a generation it sounds like you're quitting and dynasty tied in dynasty in four kidding. it sounds like you're quitting i mean i didn't sell any of my shares i have i'm holding right, on my right, shares I, I
0: have so i mean you, I, you better not cash him out for george kettle uh, i I oh,
1: I can. I'm probably not um there you go. Then after that, I have T.J. Hawkinson, one of two tight ends this year that put up of over a thousand yards receiving. I think his connection with Kirk Cousins is great. I think he's going to be the number two option behind Justin Jefferson next year in the passing game. And Dallas Goddard, right after that at six.
0: All right, that's a solid top six. I like that. Fairly similar players here mm-hmm. uh, because that the top six is. That's essentially where the the cliff Mm -hmm. is. Um, The next guy, the next few names, the next name I have up here probably can be inserted in there too. Pat Pat Fryermuth is my tight end seven in redraft next year. um, You Mm -hmm. know, dealt with a rookie quarterback, was the tight end just eight despite two touchdowns, which is unusual. Tight ends are usually very touchdown dependent. So Pat Fryermuth got the work, you know, gets a few more touchdowns next year, lots of potential. David Nujoku, I do, I agree with you earlier. I think he's gonna have a big year. He's my tight end eight. Uh, you know, if we're looking at the contract improvement with Deshaun Watson, gonna be a big part of the offense. Tight end nine, Evan Ingram. I just, I, you know, he had a fantastic year. Tight end five in 22 and twenty-two. Two, I expect a small step back with Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, you're just gonna see. You know that there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of weapons to feed in that offense. So Evan Ingram, tight end nine, um, despite having a big year, and the next two up. I have here are, I think I listed seven the first time because I, I went off to, I went mm-hmm. to seven because I, I didn't count Kyle Pitts's name in there. Cause I was doing him last second, but um, okay. So now I'm doing 11 and 12. So I, everybody I just said, move them down one peg. I just said, so <laughs> Pat probably tied in eight. David and a tied in nine, nine, Evan Ingram, tight in 10. And here we are tight end 11 Cole commit. Um, I just, yeah, he's going to be his fourth year next year. Uh, showed some chemistry field seven touchdowns down the stretch the second half of the season yeah. um the offense you know like you said the free agent pool is not fantastic and that, you know they might get somebody in the draft but they're going to develop so um you know i don't expect him to be buried down the depth chart next season or down the target list so tight end 11 and then dawson knocks my tight end 12 uh four or five games with a touchdown at the end of the regular season had a nice little playoff game against the Bengals last week five receptions, 65 yards um you know i just had to had to find a name there, you know. That's kind of tough, <laughs> you know. when they we won't, they won't really get to this point, it's ugly, and then after that, yeah. it's just like a cliff, you know. Maybe Taysom Hill, only yeah. because he's going to have three giant weeks next year, and that'll be enough to get him yep. into the tight end rankings. But I Pretty wouldn't want to draft him in my top twelve. No.
1: Taysom Hill is more a guy I'm going to pick up and spot start more or yeah. less than than one to rely on during the year. Um, but yeah, I. You have I, you have you have the tougher job. You're gonna to have to list the last six dynasty top t- tight ends, and that's a tougher job. Um, my next one is David Njoku. Okay. I do think he's gonna have a nice end of his career with Deshaun Watson. Just, he's, he's, he's young too. You say the end young. of his career, he's young. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping he's in Cleveland the rest of his career with Deshaun Watson. Next like he's got 10 more years. Hopefully. Hopefully 10 years. Hey, Gen Z players retire, young man. That's true. They that's that's actually true. Yeah. Um, after that, I have Pat Fryer move right there at eight. I do think he's going to grow a little bit with Kenny Pickett. He should see more touchdowns going forward. Then I have Cole comet growing more with Justin Fields going down the line. He had some explosive plays down the field. We should continue to see that. Then I have Dawson Knox, Josh Allen's best friend. Right after that, then Don Schultz and twelve is Evan Ingram. I'm low on Evan Ingram for one reason, one reason only. I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna be the starter there for very long going forward. Doug Pearson is great at scheming up production for tight ends. We saw it in Philly. There was multiple tight ends that can get production for them. He's gonna draft another one this year. And if Evan Ingram isn't has another slow start like he did this year, he might not get as much playing time.
0: Okay. I love that. All right. Well, Hey, you know, we covered a, more than I thought we would today, man. I'm going to be, yeah. we're, we're going to, I'm going to have to be adding hashtags to this dynasty rankings, fantasy rankings there's, yeah, there's all this stuff There's coming at you. Um, you know what? That's so funny. Cause I thought that this morning too, I was just like, man, I didn't make that clear. Did I? I was just like, because yeah. yeah. my, my name's the dynasty analyst, which makes it even mm-hmm. harder for you. We did a dynasty podcast last week. It's just me. Yeah. I should, that was my fault. I should have been more clear.
1: <laughs> oh no, man. Communication's a two way street. Oh, that's how it is.
0: Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this kind of tag team. You know, we didn't we didn't talk. We did the quarterback rankings. We you know we didn't specify at the beginning, but yes, we did a little redraft yeah, in dynasty quarterback cool. rankings at the beginning. There, I I provided the redraft. He did the dynasty. So we came at you with both sides this weekend. What are you working on coming up, man? Or what's your um, podcast you remind me? Reminded me the folks of your podcast.
1: So we have a pitch. We have a podcast that is on YouTube every week. It's called Pitch Pass Podcast. A fellow Chiefs fan, just like Emerson here, my friend Brett is my co-host. We go over all the games every week and predictions for the following week. A couple of fun stories in between. We both have ADHD, so it goes off the rails at multiple points. So it's fun.
0: All right. I love it. Perfect. Um, Yeah, you can... Catch me back here. I'll be doing the show on Sundays now. Like I said, like we were just talking about, sometimes it'll be dynasty. It'll be redraft. And, and, and when underdogs come back around in a couple months, it'll be best ball. So we'll yeah. be, we'll be doing a little bit of everything. Uh, i write uh, articles for SGPN, a dynasty article for SGPN every week. I do a little bit of everything for TWSN. Those articles will vary, but you can find my stuff over there. Uh, yep. And you can follow us, me at dynasty underscore analyst and
1: Brandon Carco. Hi. Yep, at Brando Carco right. at Twitter, or you can just type in my name in Twitter. I think uh, I'm the only Karkowitz you'll find on Twitter. I, I think that's a unique name. I think, I think you'll have
0: they will have any trouble. Um, <laughs> but yes, thank you for joining me, everybody. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining me, Brandon. And have a great day, everybody. All right. Thank you so much.